Let's go in-depth on Iowa State with the Des Moines Register. It's time time for Cyclone Insider on 1460 KXNO. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Cyclone Insider Radio Hour from the Des Moines Register here on 106.3 FM and 1460 KXNO. I am Travis Hines. He is Randy Peterson coming to you for the final time, Randy, before it is a game week with Iowa State kicking off the season on September 3rd against something called Southeast Missouri, I believe. <laughs> something called? Randy, They'll pick you... to finish second in whatever conference they're in. And everyone is very <laughs> proud of them. We're on the cusp of the season. It's interesting for me to reference last year where there was so much anticipation, so much expectation with coming off that Fiesta Bowl with so many players coming back versus this year where I feel like expectations are kind of squishy but still elevated from what we've seen. I feel like other Iowa State teams that have as many question marks as this team does, we'd be talking, okay, is this a four-win team, Iowa State team? Can they squeeze out six wins? Where I feel like this team has elevated expectations of six, seven, eight wins plus maybe for some people – in that is indicative of where the program is now in, what, year seven under Matt Campbell, that the baseline has risen pretty significantly here. I, I, that just, I got a lot to unpack on that one, starting with squishy. I don't think I've ever heard that word. In your life? No, from you. You're usually using these big Harvard phrases. Well, me, right? well, I, and I know you're just trying to impress me. I get that. Thank with you your, for acknowledging with your, that. I mean, with your badger stuff, you? with your with your Wisconsin background, but but I get and I get that. But I, have you used squishy yet? In a story? You know, sometimes simple is best. I feel like. I mean, we, we've I've already derailed the conversation by using that word. <laughs> you have. So you have. It was, and it was I've a already, poor word choice. I guess. No, it's it's a wonderful <laughs> word choice. Yeah, I I, um, I think that. Uh, I think this is one of those seasons that whatever Iowa State finishes, if it's if it's seven or more, I think fans will be okay. Six or more, six or more. I think fans are okay with it. Last year, the expectations weren't as squishy. The expectations last year were Iowa State was ranked seven, eight in the in the preseason ratings. Um, you know, people say that that that's just the the people the fault of the people who rated the team. So not necessarily. Sure, that's where it came from. Well, well when you return was, the whole damn team exactly, from a team that wins exactly. what, ten games in the Fiesta Bowl, what, yes, where should the expectations without question be? and beat Almighty Oregon, which for some reason got I don't know why everybody says Oregon's such a great program. Iowa State smoked them a couple of years ago, but that's okay though. And, well, and you could argue Iowa State could have slash should have won the Big Twelve championship. Exactly, Oklahoma. certainly could have. Right. Yes, but. Yeah, so last year the expectations were not met, and 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 there was Iowa State fans aren't going to get owly, but they weren't they weren't um, they realized that the expectations weren't met, that they had a season that that was certainly less than less than anticipated. This year, I don't think I don't even know what I don't think they're anticipating anything. Like I said, get six wins, get to the sixth straight bowl, whatever it is, in <clears throat> Met Campbell's. Matt Campbell's time, and I think that's I think that's about all fans are expecting. I mean, I've seen the over/under number at Vegas at seven five, seven and a half games, I should say. Which so I think I bet down to six and a half already. Is it down? Okay, I thought, to, but now you have yeah, to I'll have to look. I have to check that because I'm writing about that actually on Sunday. Um, I'll have to look at because, that. I mean, eight wins seems like a lot. 
Oh, eight wins. To hit the over. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And which is doable, but I, I would imagine a lot has got to go right. Which we're going to here on the Cyclone Insider Radio Hour break down the schedule, pick our winners and losers for Iowa State season. So we'll see if we can if if either of us has them as high as eight. But I was just State, off the top of my head, like that feels like a pretty big number. Iowa State's not gone three and zero in the non-conference since 2012. Um, Tulsa at Iowa, yeah. And, My math says that's over a decade ago. And Western Illinois, yeah. Close. Yeah, it is. This is the 11th season the, since then, yeah. yeah. Before we break down the whole schedule, Randy, I guess the last thing on this is I feel like in previous iterations of Iowa State football, if you're replacing the all-time winningest quarterback, mm-hmm. the All-American running back, mm-hmm. Maybe one of, maybe the best, maybe one of the, certainly one of the best linebackers in school history in Mike Rose. Uh, what, four time all Big 12 safety in Greg Eisworth, an all American tight end in Charlie Kohler. You know, other guys like Eddie Wazarike, Chase Allen, Jake Hummel, the list goes on. <clears throat> Whenever, if Iowa State had ever been tasked with replacing that level of talent and that, quantity of talent you're talking rebuild two win three win four win season you know ramp it back up the following year that is not the case and right in like there past, remains a yeah. level of expectation i think which again is a testament to how far they've come over the last six years in years past i'm think i'm guessing i don't i'm not guessing in years past that would have happened which you, the scenario you just yeah. laid out three wins four wins maybe five would have would have happened because the recruiting wasn't as you couldn't sustain the solid. yeah yeah I mean you can yeah the recruiting now has is to the point where where it's sustainable I mean Iowa State success it is would appear sus- to it be sustainable appears to be yeah. sustainable and we'll get into that too because of the of the you know the injury on the offensive line but it appears to be sustainable because if you look at of the at the players that that Coach Campbell and and the staff have recruited since they've been there, yeah, okay, they're three star guys, most of them. They're three star guys who who chose Iowa State over schools that over most of them have had a Power Five school in their in their in their list in their offer list, but yet they chose Iowa State. So that's I look at I look at that also. So um, Iowa State is is has better depth. And more balanced throughout the roster right now than it did back in you know back in the day when when you you could guarantee that Iowa State was going to follow up a, um, a, 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 a losing half a dozen players. We're also in uncharted record. territory with five straight bowls too. Never been done. Yeah, Iowa State. All right, should we get into it? Should yeah. we pick the 2022 Iowa State football season? The team allegedly known as Southeast Missouri. On September 3rd, say that. <laughs> Labor Day weekend, because those games are, well, whatever. Uh, I can safely assume to put you down for a W for Iowa State on that one. Do we need to break down the Southeast Missouri? If we're breaking it down, game? you're doing it. Yeah. So are, you, are we good to call that a W for each I think team? we're good. Are you going to write that down? You're I got it written down. down. Randy. Are you keeping score? Win Iowa State for Iowa State. Travis, win for Iowa State. Yeah. Week two, a little more interesting, I think, to discuss. Yeah. The Iowa Hawkeyes, Matt Campbell, I don't know if you've heard this, Randy, 0-5 against Kirk Ferentz and the Hawkeyes. Games in Iowa City. I think Iowa's probably a little more highly regarded than Iowa State heading into the season. 
What are your thoughts on the latest iteration of the Sci-Hawk game? You like that word today. I, um, I, I, I'm, I always go back to the, I think it was 1998 game in Iowa City when the Iowa was a huge favorite. I mean, 30-point favorite. Iowa had won 15 in a row in this series. Iowa State goes into that game with Coach McCarney and, 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 and wins the game. So fast forward to September, what did we say, September 10th. Iowa State will be, under, will be an underdog. It won't be a 30-point underdog. Iowa State will be a 10-point underdog. I'm just throwing that out there, 7 to 10, depending on how they do in their first games. Um, nonetheless, Iowa is supposed to have a solid team. Um, I mean, it, it, all teams are supposed to be good at this time of the year. So, but uh, um, I don't, I don't see, I don't see Iowa State winning that game. But like as I set it up, like I said, it could happen. It's, there's, I mean, the turnover thing. My gosh, the turnovers are ridiculous. I, I, I wrote this last week, and I can't remember exactly what what the number is. But Iowa State has not caused Iowa to turn the ball over in at least five years at least in at least five years five seasons that seems bad yeah yeah it does and meanwhile Iowa State has <clears throat> has turned it over nine times during that span that is bad yes that's a it's a crazy stat and and people look at look at um how close that game has been over the years um Dude, just look at just look at the look at the turnovers. So I don't see I <clears throat> this be Hunter Decker's first road game as a starter. I mean, he, as his he, first road game as a starter. Yeah, he played what two series at Oklahoma last year, and he may have played a little bit at K State, but yeah, he did. Yeah, you're right. yeah. but uh, just a little bit though. I mean, yeah, I mean the Oklahoma game is when the game mattered. Yeah, his was that when Purdy got got rocked? That was when Purdy got rocked. Yeah, when they told us he didn't go in the concussion protocol, but he did go in the concussion. Yeah, protocol. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. It's funny how that stuff happens. Yeah. Um, so this will be Hunter's first first time as a starter into Kinnick. First time on the road as a starter, and and oh by the way, it, it's it's at Kinnick. Um, yeah, I don't I don't see um, Iowa State winning that game, but like I said, go back to 1998. I didn't see it happen then either. Okay, well, which side of the fence are you? I'm on taking him. I said I don't I don't I don't see him winning. Yeah, to me, I'm at the point <clears throat> in this game, and fair or not, when you're 0 and 5, and I don't think you've played particularly great football both in this game and throughout the month of September in those first weeks of the season, which we've talked a lot about, Randy, over the last few years. I'm in I'll believe it when I see it mode. And I think this game is probably going to be pretty evenly matched between the two teams. And when you get an evenly matched game and you have experience at quarterback on one side, you've got home field advantage on one side, and then you have a history of success in this series in close games on one side. I don't know how you look at this unless you feel that Iowa State and Iowa, your evaluations of them are out of whack or our evaluations are out of whack, I don't know how you pick Iowa State when it, when you look at those variables. And that's why I'm going to pick Iowa. Again, I'm in, I'll believe it when I see it. Like, you got to go out and prove it if you're Iowa State, that you can go beat Iowa. you got to go prove it if you're Matt Campbell, that you can go beat Kirk Ferentz. And it'll be interesting to like. I don't know that we'll ever get an interesting answer from Campbell about this game, but I do wonder about what the discussions and feelings are like in the Bergstrom football complex about this series and about being 0-5. I mean, are they the only team that he hasn't beaten that they've played 
multiple times in his career. I mean, they've beaten everybody in the Big 12. And then you're 0-5 against, you know, however you want to rank them as a rival. I'll say their biggest rival, their in-state rival. I mean, that's got to stick in your craw if you're as competitive as these guys are. And if you're recruiting the state of Iowa, also. And you're recruiting the state of Iowa. I mean, like, 0-5 is 0-5. Like, if you're a competitor, that stings. That's embarrassing, dare I say, that you can't go win this game. And we'll see if it gets to 0-6 or if they move to 1-5. But that is... As much as it can be dismissed as a media talking point, like, I'm sorry, but if you're in that locker room, if you're on that coaching staff, that has to bother you to no end. And if you've played in games in all five of those losses, which, because they did not play in 2020. Correct. So I'm not certain. That's a great, I don't know. I just brought something up. Um, has, there anybody, has there been anybody that's played in those five games? Uh, the last time they played in Kinnick then would have been 2018. Okay, I just wrote that down. Yeah, um, you're seeing Randy's column writing process live. <laughs> I know. As well, it I, I, we brainstorm. Yeah. Um, um, that's interesting. Yeah. The um, gosh, who would it have been? Um, uh, Trevor Downing. I don't know. We'd have to uh, yeah. Roster. It's hard to keep track of. Yeah, I, I, and there's not a <clears throat> there's not a roster in the media guy yeah. that goes back that far. But either way, um, there's not anybody on the roster that's beaten Iowa. There's nobody on the roster that, that certainly would beat in Iowa, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, and, and as far as billboard material, I don't know whether, whether that's there, but I'm sure that uh, um, either Campbell or the position coaches have, will, will have reminded the players of that or players reminding players of that. And to be quite honest with you, they don't need to be reminded They'll be reminded. Social media will handle that. Well, they know. Like these are and com- they know. Yes, highly, exactly. highly competitive people. Yeah, like they know. Like I said, like they know. All right, Randy and I both yeah. have Iowa State starting the year off one and one, heading into Week Three in Ames, September seventeenth against Ohio. I think this might be a trickier game just because you're coming off of either an emotional high and beating Iowa, or an emotional low and losing to Iowa for the sixth time under Matt Campbell. And then you've got the following week, peeking ahead, you've got the defending Big 12 champs in Baylor. I think Iowa State wins this game, but it'll be interesting I, It'll be interesting to see how they come out and play against the Bobcats in what could feel like a little bit of a trap game, you know, at, in the middle of September. Yeah, and, and, and by then, Deckers will have will have settled down. I mean, if, if Deckers will have it, he'll have, he'll have that kind of experience under his belt. He'll have 120 minutes in football. On his yes. Iowa, Iowa State will not see a better defense all year than it, than it had just faced in Iowa. I don't, I, there's nobody in the Big 12 that will play defense like Iowa will play defense. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll say that. Um, I, don't, I don't think Iowa State... Yeah, okay. I, it's probably not a blowout, Iowa State-Ohio. I'd be surprised at that, but I think Iowa State wins. Um, so write that down there. Um, but yeah, yeah, I can write it down. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is kind of a trap game. But I don't think, I don't think the trap is, is, is – the trap will be set, but I don't think, I don't think it'll have – I don't think it'll happen. I think, I think Iowa State wins. I think Deckers, Deckers will have – like I said, anything the offense faces from that from the Iowa game on, I'm not going to say will be 
downhill, but it will be certainly not as good as what they faced. So <laughs> Iowa State heads into its final game in September, two and one against the you know resurgent Baylor Bears. Dave Aranda, obviously one of the uh, the darlings of the coaching industry right now after last year's success. Beat Iowa State in Waco a year ago in what was a pretty entertaining game, and that was another, I believe, September game or early October game, Randy, for the Cyclones, where both of us, I remember walking out of, uh, what is that, McLean Stadium yes. saying, that Baylor team is better than their preseason ranking, and that obviously turned out to be true. We head into this season... I think this is a really, really difficult game for Iowa State. You, know, you mentioned Decker's you know, at this point having three games under his belt. That's still pretty early in a guy's career going against a team that has been as good as Baylor the last few years under Aranda. I think this is a loss for Iowa State. I think the inexperience at key positions, I think what we've already seen, and you alluded to it, Jake Remsburg being iffy to return uh, at, at starting tackle because of you know, it sounds like, what have they said? Did they at least said it's a knee injury? Are we assuming it's a knee injury? They didn't say any. They did not. They were not specific on on whether it was in, <clears throat> whether it was. You asked it if was. it was an MCL. I asked, I asked Myers point blank. I said, I said, is it an MCL? Because that's what we've been hearing for a week yeah. um, before we finally got to, got to talk to a coach about it. And Myers paused and stared right at me and he said, no comment. And, that, and that's fine. I, you know, I. I Fully expected. That. So, any, I mean, maybe but that turn- he's not going to be playing. I, we I mean, don't know. At, at this, I would suspect. That. At, at minimum, it makes me pause about that offensive line, which we know has been right. lagging the rest of the the program in terms of you know really establishing itself at a really high level. Seeing that being a little shaky to start, and maybe it'll stabilize. You know, obviously we're picking out you know a month into the future here. That makes me worried the youth that they will still have, the things that they'll still be trying to probably learn about themselves, and the fact, and fair or not, because past performance does not necessarily predict you know, future results, their issues in September have been so real for so long that I think when you get an opponent of Baylor's caliber coming in to Jack Trice Stadium early on in the season, if I'm an Iowa State fan, that makes me worried. I think Baylor's going to be solid, and I think the Bears are, are going to return home to Waco with a victory. You know, Iowa State has played Baylor close. I mean, last year was a two-point yeah. game. They're not dissimilar from each they're other. They're not, and I'm just going to say that, they're not dissimilar. Baylor's not heaving the ball all over the field like they used to do. Baylor's playing defense a little bit. Um, and they, But I'm with you. I'm with you, Travis. If Iowa State wins, it's going to be, it's going to be a nice upset. It'll be a nice upset. So, yeah, I, I, Baylor, Baylor wins that game. Um, if let me let me just throw a caveat in here though. If Iowa State, if I no 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 no, you got to give yourself an escape hatch. No no escape hatch. <laughs> if I I'm just saying if Iowa State somehow comes into that game three and zero, look out because momentum's going to be off the charts. We, we still don't know anything about about attendance of games, and I've asked for that a couple times. Uh, um, just you know, kind of how season tickets are going. We st- I haven't gotten any any response yet so well, and that just again illustrates because i fully agree with you like what a linchpin that i or what a turning point yeah that iowa game can be for right. iowa state in both directions we're through the month of september we'll finish up the rest of iowa state's season as we continue on here on the cyclone insider radio hour from the des moines register here on 106.3 fm and 1460 kxno 
Everything you need to know about Iowa State. It's Cyclone Insider with the Des Moines Register on 1460 KXNO. Welcome back to the Cyclone Insider Radio Hour from the Des Moines Register here on 106.3 FM and 1460 KXNO. Travis Hines and Randy Peterson here going through our predictions for the 2022 Iowa State football season. So far, Randy and I are... I hopefully not boringly in lockstep here with Iowa State exiting the month of September even at 500 with a 2-2 two and two record. The loss is coming to their two Power 5 opponents in the month of September at Iowa in Week 2, at home against Baylor in Week 4. I th- my guess is that we will remain in lockstep as we talk about this next game, Randy. Dude, let me back up. 2-2 two, two and two would be great for Iowa State. Iowa depends State, what your expectations are. Well, exactly, but Iowa State... If you're the, hoping to get to six, two and two will work. Two and two will work. Iowa State's nine and 13 in, in the month of September under Campbell. So, you know, keep that in mind also. So there's... Um, I, don't, I don't know. We all know about the, about the September woes, but for some reason that team is just not ready to play. So well, okay, now what that, we, that's all taken care of now. Now what now do we call... We can no longer no, call exactly. Brock No, exactly. Dude, and I was working on, you know, I, I think it's sometimes just, just over Diet Coke. What, what, rhyme, what kind of October rhymes with, how can you get, how can you get a Deckers in October? And I'm, I don't think you can. Well, there's no W in October, but you need W's for that, uh, for whatever pun we can come up with. You now. need W's in October. And I think. There's no W. Oh, okay. At Kansas, October 1st. You think? Do we even you know, need to I talk do think Lance Leopold is moving that program in the right direction, but I still think they're years away from being truly competitive in the Big 12 to where teams <laughs> aren't walking into Lawrence, I guess other than Texas, and expecting to win. Yeah. And do you remember where we were last year when that game? We were... Uh, we were in a bar somewhere. I don't no, at the hotel. we were at a hotel yeah. someplace. Yeah, I don't remember. In the hotel bar someplace. Because it was a late game. And it was an afternoon game we had. Lubbock maybe or something? I don't it, remember. It, man, I don't know where it was. But I remember we didn't even go to our room. To, you know, you didn't yeah. go to your room and I didn't go to my room. We don't share rooms. And um, um, we just had our bags with us as we were watching that, watching the end of that game. But but where are we? Uh, yeah, Iowa State. Iowa State wins that game, and if, if Rinsberg hasn't been playing in the previous four games, this might be a game where they can just see see what he's what he's got on, at the right tackle. Because let's not forget, right tackle is protecting Hunter Deckers' backside because Deckers is a lefty, as we know. Um, Iowa State wins this game. They stay with the Sunflower State the following week, although back at Jack Trice Stadium with Kansas State playing at Jack Trice Stadium. Your guy, Chris Kleiman, Iowan, I think has done nice things with K-State, but I think Iowa State has done very well against – I think they've been able to out – they do what Kansas State wants to do and has done it better. And I don't know that Kansas State has yet to leapfrog them this season, even with Iowa State presumably taking a step back from where they were the last two seasons. I think Iowa State wins this game. Yeah, and, and we're going to continue in lockstep. Um Iowa State players <clears throat> know that 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 they're playing for a team that was picked for to finish sixth in the Big 12 Conference, and oh by the way, who was picked to finish higher? Kansas State, and who's fared better against Kansas State over the years? <clears throat> Excuse me, Iowa State in the, in this rivalry. Sure, Kansas State has um, Kansas State went on that run, but I think they've exactly Iowa State has reestablished a little yeah, bit of control. Yeah, but Kansas State's series. got um, Adrian Martinez. 
coming in, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. coming in from, from Nebraska to be quarterback. They've still got, what's his name, Deuce Vaughn, um, running back. So, and Deuce Vaughn will be one of the top two or three running backs in, in the Big 12. So, I mean, it's not like Kansas State is. Kansas State is good. Kansas State will be better than it was last year, but Iowa State beat them last year down there 33 to 20. So, yeah, I'm going. I'm going. And I, and I do like climate. I wrote about him when he was in high school a few years ago. So, I mean, <laughs> so. Um, what are, are they Clum- wearing leather helmets? What are the Columbus no? boy? So, um, anyway, yeah, I think I think um, um, that Iowa State Iowa State wins wins this game. All right, Randy, I'll kick it to you. The following week, Austin, Texas, Longhorns, Iowa State, during Austin City Limits, so I'm sure you'll be hitting up as many concerts as you can before and after the game. What do you think of the Longhorns? <laughs> Did we go to a concert on the Friday night of the of um, of the UNLV game? And it was, it was what was it, iHeart Music yeah, Festival? I don't think I've ever gone to a concert with you, so. I don't think so either. No. I mean, well, sometime when the Beach Boys are in town, they're at Opadoka Boji. I'll invite you. There you go. Um, I look forward to that. Yeah, I'm sure. But, um, at, man, at Texas, could it be the last time Iowa, Iowa State's last hurrah against Texas? Hopefully. Hopefully the, the Texas and OU find enough money to, to pay the buyout and get out of the Big 12. Hit the exit. And, yeah, pay the exit fee. Um, man, I don't, I, don't, I don't see it. I, I don't. I think, I think Texas is pretty good this year. Uh, I think Texas is better than, than what people are, are expecting the Horns to be. And I, I think Sark's doing, doing good things. We certainly know that they're, they're built for the – I think they're built for the future more so than they are now. But with B. John Robinson, um, you know, potential – Big-time potential Heisman guy. That's that's going to be tough. Um, um, let's not forget Iowa State's got a, re- a former receiver down there too. Who um, Tariq? That's where Tariq is. Um, I'm going to I'm going to go with 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 um, with the Horns down there. And we no, have I won't our first any- diversion. You go. I'm oh my god! The upset for Iowa State. I just think whatever <clears throat> you think of Texas, it feels like they have not been able to. A, obviously they were not able to close games a year ago. And I think there just always seems to be a level of distraction that they're dealing with. It'll be interesting to see, you know, they named their starting quarterback, the Iowa, the Ohio State transfer uh, last Ewers, week. Yeah. Ewers earlier, or last week. And I just wonder, you, this game has been interesting the last few years, and I think Iowa State has a level of focus historically that I would imagine will continue. That Texas seems to ride that roller coaster under Sark, under Herman, you know, just going back now 10 plus years, that I think this will be an opportunity for Iowa State to pick up an upset in Austin. Okay. I don't. <laughs> you don't see it? I don't, I don't see it, but I mean, it obviously could happen. It obviously could for all the reasons, for all the reasons that you said, but I'm guessing my, th- my thing is, is that the distractions, it has to, things down there have to be normal at some point. Um, History think, suggests maybe not. <laughs> I know, I know, but you think, it, you think that things have to be normal down there. Down well, and you wonder, like, so, they have know. struggled despite having all the financial success in the world. Where to, I think I just saw that Texas, the University of Texas, now may have a larger endowment than Harvard, t- overtaking as the largest endowment of the world. But now, when you introduce NIL money to that equation of yeah. a place already rife 
with distraction and booster involvement? Like, does that help the situation or does it make it worse? I mean, obviously they're getting Arch Manning, which suggests that, like, at least on the recruiting front, it's helping them. But I wonder in the day-to-day how that affects things. Because I think for a lot of programs, even programs flooded with NIL money, like, they can figure that out. They can manage those distractions. But distraction and superfluousness seems to be intertwined in the Texas football DNA for the last 10 to 15 years where I question their ability to navigate this week in and week out. If Iowa State wins that game, it's going to be because there was a very late field goal, a successful very late field goal. Do you have faith, faith in Jace Gilbert? We haven't seen him. I mean, I'm not going to. I'm not going to predict that the game's going to come down to a field goal. I don't know. I'm. I, I'm going. Like this is a game taking place on October 15th. I can't. I can't predict what the next play of most games is going to be. So I'm not. Gonna, I, I don't know. But no, I don't. I, okay. If you're an Iowa, State I mean, you remember per- what happened the last time Iowa State done or Iowa State held their breath until yeah, whatever his name is, Dicker the kicker, Dicker the kicker, Dicker the kicker missed a, missed a field goal. Yeah. I mean, granted, it wasn't a chip shot. But so stuff happens, you know, stuff can happen. Anyway, Randy, the Iowa State hater, has Iowa State losing <laughs> in Austin to Texas. I have Iowa State picking Don't up its me. fifth <laughs> win of the year, third straight, starting off Big 12 play, 3-1, and one, squarely in the Big 12 title game conversation, heading into its game against Oklahoma at Jack Trice Stadium. Randy, your thoughts Jeez. on Iowa State and the Sooners? Sooners are, 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 are if they live, they're, I can't imagine they're going to live up to the preseason, but they're good. They're very good. Um, Iowa State's always seemingly, well, seemingly always. Is that possible? Is it possible to be a seemingly and an always? Iowa State, for some reason, has OU's number. Definitely played them well. Have played them well. Um, Iowa State hasn't played against Venables yet, but let's not forget that Venables was in whether whatever this means. Venables was in Ames a few years ago to to pick um, John Haycock's mind about well, the and defense. His defense also. absolutely shut down Iowa State's offense in the Cheez It Bowl. What, At Clemson, eight, yes, ago, even yeah. though he wasn't calling plays. No, exactly. But. Yeah, so I, I I don't I don't see Iowa State winning winning this game. I think there's just too many. Um, Variables that will work against Iowa State, even though um, the games. Where is the game? Games and names. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be one of the more interesting uh, circumstances for me is to see how Oklahoma transitions out of the Lincoln Riley era and then into the SEC. I think Venables is really good. I think he'll be successful, but I think in the Big Twelve. That helps them a lot. I wonder once they get to the SEC. I mean, can they be good enough to compete in the SEC? I don't know. I think Texas has a huge hill to climb. I think Oklahoma's is a little less steep, but still significant, and we'll see what they do. But I do think they remain the class of the Big 12 pretty distinctly. And for that reason, I have Iowa State taking the L that week at home as well. Now we head to another home game for Iowa State in what was probably the second most frustrating loss of last year. If you're an Iowa State fan, Iowa State goes into Morgantown in a big moment for them, plays without Mike Rose, loses the game to the Mountaineers. 
this year they get the return engagement back. I think Neil Brown is another really solid young coach in the Big 12. You'd think so, but he's kind of, you see hot seat lists, and they kind of mention him on hot seats. Yeah, I mean, like every, every game's got to have a loser. Yeah. Big 12 isn't easy. Your thoughts on West Virginia coming to Ames on November 5th. We're into winning time. Iowa State should have won that game last year. Without a doubt. They should have won that game. They should have won Texas Tech. And then you're talking about a whole different kind of thing. I mean, thing. yeah, I, 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 yes. Well, exactly. But, I mean, the Texas Tech, which we'll get to that in a minute, that happens. <laughs> what happened at West Virginia doesn't happen. It doesn't. And you're going to get annoyed that I'm bringing this up again. Oh, man. The excuses. But ESPN lost Yeah, the, the whole game. ESPN Plus. The whole ESPN Plus thing. <laughs> I would say it's not to the point where, where it can get by with making one or two mistakes a game. They've got to play perfect game to win. And, and when you've got the officials out there, and they don't even know what they're calling. One guy called touchdown. The other guy called fumble. I'm talking about Brees Hall on the goal line. Um, um, and the guy with the best look at it called the touchdown. They replayed it, and it was one of those darned ESPN Plus games where there's like, and dude, I have this. I, I, quoted, the big, I quoted the Big 12, so I, I, this isn't just internet chatter, somebody making stuff up. The Big 12 admitted that at ESPN Plus games, the replay capabilities aren't always up to match up to up to matching what the other games are. So and and then maybe the Big 12 and college football as a whole shouldn't have outsourced its replay system to a television network. Why does the ESPN get to decide how good the replay system is for the Big 12? That's a conference. That's a, that's that's a, a conference issue. Correct. Also, ban replay, and you got none of this problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get rid of the damn. Well, I, and you're on that, and, I, and I've yeah. come to agree with you. You're right on that. But that's interesting what you said. That's it, I only say interesting things, Randy. No, uh, <laughs> it's one of the many interesting things you say um, that the Big 12 should handle the replays. So the Big Twelve put in their own. The Big Twelve put in seventeen cameras at each Big Twelve game. I am in agreement with you. It's BS that the replay system is indicative on how many cameras ESPN sends to a game. My point is, your replay system should be standard if you're going to have one. Whether it's the 11 a.m. Exactly. game on ESPN, whether right. it's the 2:30 game on ESPN Plus, whether it's the 9 p.m. game on you know Fox Sports Midwest or whatever, mm-hmm. the fact that it's not is because those television networks write huge checks. In the case of the Big Ten, now a billion dollar a year check for those, and the schools kind of just shrug and say, "We'll take the money and figure out the rest later." Yeah. It, it should be a scandal, frankly, a multi-decade now scandal that the replay system hinges on your broadcast partner and you have a different quality of replay system from one game to the next. It's it's lunacy, but it is accepted. And, I brought- and it's the name of the game, and it's also why these schools are cashing huge checks. So I just don't have a lot of sympathy. Also, like bad calls are going to happen. Bad replays are going to happen. I, I, if you want to... To me, the conversation is that larger one rather than did Iowa State lose the game because of ESPN Plus last year. It's you made your bed, now you got to sleep in it. I, I agree with all, the, with all the points you made. Um, I tried to raise this as an issue last year. I wrote multiple columns about it. Um, and I hit on it again, again a couple times this year. So I don't think... 
I don't think you're right though. It's it's all about the dollars. Well, and scale Nothing, back. Words can word, you, you can write as much as you want. It ain't gonna it ain't gonna change. Again, I would just completely get rid of replay. But if you're not, you can say you can use the main sideline camera. You can use a pylon camera and the all 22. Dude, they didn't have sideline cameras. Well, they didn't. Well, they, you know those cameras at that game. Well, you know that you were there. Those cameras that ride those 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 funky carts up and oh, down. The crane. They, they, they didn't have those. I My mean, point is, is that you could even yeah. if ESPN throws thirty cameras at a game, you could limit it to where they all, you can only use four to review a play. Then it's at least standard. People will hate that idea, but then at least it's standard. And you, you people, yeah, yeah. You know how long the replays will be enough to figure out which four to use. You know, coaches well, you get can a, only use four. I know, but who's four. who's going to decide that? The conference office. Okay, God. Okay. I got answers for everything. They're not good answers, but they're answers. Who wins a damn game? I've got, got Iowa for, State. I got Iowa State as well. <laughs> Iowa State, Randy now finally has them picking up their one, two, three, four, fifth win. I have them bowl eligible on November 5th with their sixth victory. And still, I would imagine, very much in the Big 12 title game hunt as they head into their final three-game stretch of the season, which we will break down when we return on the Cyclone Insider Radio Hour from the Des Moines Register here on 106.3 FM and 1460 KXNO. Everything you need to know about Iowa State, it's Cyclone Insider with the Des Moines Register on 1460 KXNO. Welcome back to the Cyclone Insider Radio Hour from the Des Moines Register on 106.3 FM and 1460 KXNO. Randy Peterson and Travis Hines here breaking down Iowa State's 2022 football schedule, picking winners and losers. If you missed any of the the previous segments as we made our way through Iowa State's November 5th game against West Virginia, be sure to check us out wherever it is you get your podcast, subscribe, and never miss a moment of the unmissable Cyclone Insider Radio Hour. Randy has... Uh, Iowa State with five wins with three games left in the season. I've got Iowa State with six. Our one discrepancy is the game October 15th at Austin. I've got Iowa State winning. Randy's got Iowa State losing. As we head into what will be a big game, whether Iowa State's at five wins or six, against Oklahoma State November 12th in Stillwater. I I had Iowa State written down in my head. It pegged in my head to win that game. Iowa State wins wins a game like this every year. Really? Um, well, you think? Yeah. Which I guess I agree with you, except my pick mine is Texas. Yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've 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 seen what happens down there with a backup quarterback, um, with which Purdy. I've but I do know that, and you well know this too, that the Gundy is knows when you're that this deep into the season there'll be plenty of tape on Hunter Deckers um, I, 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 for some reason I think Iowa State finds a way Iowa State has, has had screwy losses on her and a number of them in a kicking game um, it's been oftentimes horrendous down there so yeah I'm, um, I, I'm, I, I don't know why and, and the, the Oklahoma students are rabid and not, in a, not in a horrible way but in a, in a very energetic way they're um, it's probably one of the toughest crowds, school uh, the crowds to play in front of. I'm still going with Ohio State or, or, or Iowa State. I'm going to go with Oklahoma State. I think they're going to be relatively solid this year. I like. Mm-hmm. I think what Gundy's got there. I think that is a difficult place for Iowa State and anybody to play there in Stillwater. Uh, I just I, again, I think that game is probably one of those toss-up games that decides. Super successful season 
it, it'll be a it'll be a deciding game in terms of what level of success Iowa State has. If if they win that game, I think you're talking about something potentially pretty special. If they lose, that obviously that dampens things a little bit. But I think that is one of those. I mean, there's probably like three of them. I mean, you got the Baylor game. I think the K State. And then Texas, like those are those 50-50 games that if you win them, it totally changes the trajectory of your season. Where you lose them, it's it's the same thing, but just in the other direction. And I think that's the space in which Iowa State lives. And there's going to be four, five, six of those games. I mean, you look at like Kansas, they're going to win by a million. Oklahoma, we both expect them to lose that game. Like if they win it, that obviously changes things. But it's to me, when you're trying to get a big picture sense of the season, that's not a game that you're going to look at and say that'll be where the where the season flips. That won't be where the coin flip, you know, puts you in one direction or the other. It's games like Iowa, Baylor, K State, Oklahoma State. This is one I think goes against Iowa State. Now we both have them at six wins heading into the final two games of the year. Texas Tech at home, obviously Iowa State loses on a sixty two yard field goal last year in Lubbock in one of the stranger games that we've covered where they said they were kicking out a student section but really just moved them away from the Iowa State bench and to better seats closer to midfield. So that actually worked out for the Texas Tech For the last students. play of the game, essentially, because yeah. that, that, they did that very, very late in the game. Red Raiders now with another, the third coach in two seasons, yes. <laughs> essentially. Um, I think Iowa State wins this game pretty yes. handily. I mean, Texas Tech is in rebuilding mode. I don't expect a lot of surprises out of Lubbock this year. I think that's a W for Iowa State. Yeah, and and, and Iowa State. I think Iowa State can score some points in this game too. We know we all know that Texas Tech hasn't played a ton of defense, um, so um, I think I think Iowa State wins this game. In the what would that be? The last home game of the season. Which then brings us to Thanksgiving weekend in Fort Worth against TCU. I don't think Gary Patterson left the cupboard bare in Fort Worth for Sonny Dykes. It'll be interesting to see what he does in year one. Surprising to see Gary Patterson now coaching <laughs> in, in Texas. Certainly strange as it was last year to have him not on the sidelines for TCU. I think this will be a sneaky, difficult game for Iowa State, you know, even against a team of the first-year coach. And what are your thoughts, Randy? I, I, I agree, but I think I, I'm not certain the um, TCU quarterback situation is 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 as settled as as what it, as what it as what it um, I thought it I thought it might be. So I think I think there's some I think there's some situations going on. Some they've got a number of places that they need to fill in on the on the TCU team and and uh, by then Iowa State like you said Iowa State will be kind of playing for their own fate um, I think they'll begin the bowl game by then but um, you know they can they can play for um, playing getting in a better bowl I'm going to go with Iowa State um, I'm going to yeah. go with TCU I don't feel great about it but that's where I've got them I, I just when you when you try to project out the the roller coaster of a season, sometimes you know the, the ebbs and flows. And just when I when I'm looking at this, I feel like you know coming off that Texas Tech home game, that'll be senior night. Then you're playing the Thanksgiving day game or the Thanksgiving weekend yeah. game on the road against a team that I think will maybe be better than preseason expectations. 
I, that's just lean toward TCU. It's not great statistical or analytical analysis, uh, but that's that's kind of the way I lean, which puts, for me, Iowa State at 7-5, and five, and you, Iowa State, at 8-4. and four. Did you pick? Did you think you'd be picking Iowa State to win eight games? No, year? I didn't. I didn't, and I, I was. That's a lot of games. That's I started like a historically successful season. I started looking. State. Yeah, and it's. I guess I, I guess Iowa State rallied under me. Um, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Um, it's like I, like I said. I've got them winning the Oklahoma State game. Yeah. Um, and you've got them winning the Texas game. So, um, and those were those were those are very iffy. And, and you're right. The, the the TCU game could be iffy um, as well. I mean, I think so. the thing we've learned the last At eight, few years. My gosh. Can we do this over? Certainly, the last two years <laughs> is that Iowa State season's going to be won and lost on a macro level on those coin flip games. Can they yeah. create the timely turnover? Can they clean up their special teams? Can they get the play from the quarterback? Injuries. Injuries. I mean, to steal Campbell's phrase, if you're going to live in the margins, like every yeah. little bit matters. And in every close game you're in, you subse- uh, make yourself susceptible to ESPN Plus replays, to <laughs> weird turnovers, to the vagaries of college football. So it'll be, I think, another interesting Iowa State football season. We'll return next week for game week with Iowa State taking on Southeast Missouri at 1 o'clock at Jack Tri Stadium. It'll be what year for you, Randy, covering Iowa State? I don't know. Large number? A large number. It'll be year seven for Matt Campbell at Iowa State with still elevated expectations even in what really I think is a new era for Iowa State football with the roster turnover. For Randy Peterson, I'm Travis Hines. This has been the Cyclone Insider Radio Hour from the Des Moines Register here on 106.3 FM and 1460 KXNL.